G'day party people. This is your one and only source into the shenanigans of a couple of Sheilas. I'm your host, Emma Henrahan, and along with my trailblazing guests, we'll be sharing all of our juicy stories, our biggest secrets, the what not to do's, the lessons we've learnt, or the mistakes and too many times we've been baked. Stay tuned. You're listening to Sheilas and Shenanigans. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm trying to slow down my breath and just my pace today because this is a very exciting one and I've just been squealing. I'll give a little squeal now. (laughs) (laughs) This has been such a long time coming and it's hard when you're so close to someone and they've given you so much in your life from the absolute best party days of my life Mm -hmm. to the most divine and deepest healing that anyone can ever think of, including an orgasm together on the weekend at a Kundalini (laughs) activation. So there's not much we haven't done together with this beautiful human and it's like harder than to be able to introduce you because there's so much to cover so today we are here with a best friend at soulmate and just someone who literally has been a mentor to me and helped heal and be the catalyst for so much of my healing throughout the past few years and I'm just so fucking grateful to even know you rather than to be able to have hold this space for you but also to be your little guinea pig and all your healings which has been the fucking best thing ever I'm like so stoked and that's what I'm here to share today with you but also to hold the space for Kia Matthews and her beautiful new business that she's launching today guys and it has been such a long time coming when you hear every single thing that she has done all the certification she has all the degrees she has all the knowledge she offers you'll just be like oh my god how do I even fit it into an hour and a half podcast but we're here to try and give it a crack (laughs) so without further ado I introduce to you someone who is just an absolute fucking goddess my beautiful kiki oh my lord lord thank you for such a beautiful introduction my love and i am so honored and grateful to be here today just sharing this special space with you and having the opportunity to connect and share and oh, i'm just so excited i'm just trying to calm myself down a little I mean, bit with the excitement <laughs> too but thank you honey for that beautiful introduction oh i mean every word of it i could offer so many more but we'll sum it up yeah that'll be the theme of today just trying to keep it nice and tight but anyway <laughs> i can feel all the like excitement in my body I'm just so fucking excited for this moment and like mm. I know that yeah we'll, we'll get started but I'm yeah. like I'm just so happy to have you here I'm okay. so excited that you have fully stepped into a project that you've been working on for so many years now forever I feel like it's your whole lifetime's worth of like everything that's come together but I really would love to know like what is energetic alchemy yes oh of course and like you said it's kind of like accumulation of my life's work if you will and it really is integrative healing of mind body and spirit so it does utilize and draw upon like evidence-based practices and science and my years in that realm but also all these like ancient healing practices and spiritual practices that has really transformed my life and really it 
offers this opportunity to create powerful and intentional change. And I suppose some of the values or things that really come forth in energetic alchemy is things like promoting energetic sovereignty and empowered authenticity and embodiment and really trying to get into that conscious alignment. And I suppose the whole process of energetic alchemy really is designed to activate a powerful process of your own inner alchemy. So I teach you the tools to become your own healer. Oh my God. And that's exactly what you have done for me. Like literally since day dot, like before I met you, I did no practices, had fuck all embodiment. And when I met you, you was, you was, you've always been strong and fit. And I knew, so I knew Kia from yeah. touch days, touch football, went to high school and always looked at her. I was like, she's such a cool bitch. Like look at her, how fucking hot she is. And just run around the touch field. And then look at us now. I've manifested you into my life. <laughs> but you always had that, like, you know, the embodiment of you were strong and fit mm. and like you were healthy you've always been healthy yes and then when we started hanging out we were like very you know we partied together but yeah. you we also did our weird things on yeah. the side that aren't even weird but we'd sit yeah. there on like a Sunday night and mm-hmm. we'd like get our little pokeballs and we'd do our like riding and like you really normalize dropping in to like support my inner child but also to be able to support myself and set myself up for the week or the month ahead and like you know to be able to like really manifest goals and be intentional with everything I did and I remember you being like talking about um, meditation and I hadn't meditated and you're like (laughs) come on in what about you know download headspace and um just five minutes five minutes minutes. yeah yeah and and you just made things so simple for me because that was Mm. fucking scary like someone who'd never sat with themselves like oh can you sit with yourself for five minutes oh no fucking way sis and even like bring it up to this morning like you've you know, you have your essential oils. Like we, when it was made cacao together, like everything yeah. is so intentional mm. and there's so much beauty in that and embodiment. And you've just Thank been you. doing it in so many different areas. But over the, since I met you, you've gone from being a physio. Yes. So in that very physical realm of healing people that is very normalized in society to yes. this complete witchy goddess like <laughs> figure who's like healed me when I've been having the worst triggers and traumas mm. ever and within yeah. literally five minutes you can like calm my whole system down yeah. and do whatever magic you do on my body and bring me back to life and you like I release so much stuff let alone full moon circles new yeah. moon circles and every single ritual in between so like yeah, you really have so many aspects and you you make every single day intentional, every month yes. intentional, every year. Yeah. And it's like, it's very powerful. So like, I, you know, I'm, I'm so intrigued by it, let alone, I'm sure everyone listening, they're like, what the fuck does this bitch do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apart from just magically heal people with her hand somehow Harry through Potter. energy. No, no. <laughs> literally, she's literally no. like Harry Potter. We bonded over Star Wars. So we know yeah. that Jedi powers are Undercover true. Undercover nerds here. Yeah, but she's you know, got it. Love it. <laughs> so we'll start with telling telling everyone like how did you go from being this physio mm-hmm. and what was your story even to want to be a physio yeah. into now being in such a spiritual realm healing people on a metaphysical level yes 
Thank you for that. Um, so how do I want to be a physio? So I feel like from just such a young age, I was always just such a sporty kid and just love being immersed in that sort of culture and that realm. And I'm such a little weirdo. I remember at like my first touch football carnivals, any of my friends, I was like, do you want a massage? So I would line them all up and just want to give them massages. <laughs> this is why I want to be your friend. Yeah. And so it was just drawn to this like um, healing touch. And yeah, that was just something innately within me. And then through the years, through doing all the different sport I got my own injury and I remember seeing a physio for the first time and I was just like wow this guy is a bomb diggity like this is what I want to do to help people so it's just an inner calling to help people really but then sort of got to year 12 and they say oh you know what do you want to do for the rest of your life and I'm kind of looking at this going geez I'm not really sure but this seems closest to what I want to do was to heal people to support people and to help people so physio was the closest thing and it really aligned with my sporting background and my love of the human body so then I just dived deep and went straight from school and to university and then yeah got my bachelor in exercise science and then came out with my master's of physiotherapy and then yeah went straight from there um, working basically in a community setting in community physio so sort of did quite a few home visits and did exercise classes and things like that and then about six Seven years ago, I actually um, started working with the Veteran Health Association and this is an incredible company that really utilises a gym setting but has these veterans that come in that are no longer serving and basically they have this multidisciplinary team setting so these veterans can come in at groups in this safe setting but also receive physio, exercise physiology and psychology all in the one visit um, and then, yeah, so that's basically I worked in that realm for a while, loved it. I learned so, so much. However, I did reach a point and I suppose I did feel a little bit of limitations regarding the, the healing modalities I had in my toolkit because the Western approach is so focused on the body and the mind and that biopsychosocial approach. However, I just had this feeling that it felt incomplete. So as well in my own life, because I was so, you know, disciplined with nutrition and exercise and all forms of wellness that I knew at the time. However, I still was starting to notice some issues with regards to a bit of chronic fatigue and menstrual irregularities, say that word, and um, just a few health issues. And I did go to doctors and things. However, they had no answers for me or besides taking medication and going on the pill and these other things that just didn't feel quite right. Um, so then I actually went and saw my first ever alternative practitioner, which was a Reiki healer. And there and then she, in the healing, I just remember this beautiful, immersive, sacred healing that just oh, just felt so like home. And she actually told me, um, sort of came through to her that I was meant to be an intuitive healer. And so that was kind of like the thing that sparked me, I suppose, like on this this journey of this other aspect. And then it sent me down the rabbit hole of, you know, getting into energy and chakras and all of those sort of beautiful things. But it really brought my awareness to like, we're so much more than just a mind and a body and that we actually have all these energetic bodies around like surround us and they actually truly dictate the structure and the function and how the health of our body operates and actually form our physical function mm. so yeah and basically I just wanted to really dive deeper 
into these aspects and even all my beautiful clients like I was giving them as much as I possibly could in regards like to mental health support to physio skills but they just weren't getting better they mm. sort of yeah were remaining kind of like a bit of a, a clog in the wheel of the system and just sort of rotating through that and they'd have spurts so they'd have a little bit of improvements but then they'd sort of a lot of them go back to, back to square one kind of thing and I just wanted to basically go deep to really help people in a more wholesome holistic integrative way yeah yeah and I feel feel you when you're like ah. Oh. And it was just, it's just like this powerlessness that comes yes. up where you're like, yes. I was helping them with all the toolkits that I yes. had and that were in the Western world that we've mm-hmm. normalised that they can, you know, get under Medicare. Yeah. And, that, exactly. you know, that will support these vets who've literally gone into war for us, but okay, it's another subject. And it's like, you just felt like this helplessness that you're yep. sort of like helping people, you know, get to a point where they can sort of maintain and not get worse. Mm-hmm. But like they were just coming back to the same problem because really, and as we both feel like there's so many layers underneath that. And like when you take into account chakras and these energy healings that a lot of people still don't believe to be true, like what, can you explain to people, because I know you do it so well and it's like, and I definitely don't have the education behind it, but I just have a knowing, like the, our chakras and our emotions do cause disease eventually they can and so like when we have blocks and limitations and so like can you sort of explain as well like a the limitations you went through and like the personal like journey you've been on to know that this is true and this is fact Mm. going from a physio to like this now woo woo spiritual healer that people be like what the fuck is going on with this bitch she's having a midlife crisis (laughs) (laughs) to like fully embodying the it yourself um, yeah. And like how there is science around this and how it, there is substantial evidence around in, intuitive healers. Yes, for sure. So basically, it all comes down to a lot of the cause of dis-ease can, is like emotions that are suppressed or repressed or stored in the body. And they can actually be stored in our energetic body. So we have an emotional body. And over time, if it sits there, it basically creates this blob in the energetic field. And this sort of, it kind of like, I don't like to use the word block, but kind of like this density. Mm. And basically it disrupts the normal flow of energy and the meridians and doesn't allow that that balance and that harmony within body within the flow and if there's any stagnant or stuck sort of energy in that region over time when it won't get the nutrients it needs it won't get the oxygenation it needs and over time these states when they're not healed when they're not looked looked at can actually drop down more into the physical body into the physical structure and cause injury pain and if it's still not looked at because our body is always communicating to us over time it can actually cause these disease states but uh, yeah but basically there's so much research out there and I'm so happy to add some um, in the show notes and links to these sorts of things but basically yeah emotions are a huge catalyst you know untreated ones and trauma that's stored in the body that really links into these things and there's even yeah a beautiful um doctor out there has, has a book called body keeps a score and he really goes into this in such a beautiful way and he talks about it with veterans and PTSD and all these things specifically and how it's really impacted their life and yeah it goes into that as well but on a personal level I feel like for me emotions that was something for so many years I didn't allow myself to feel 
And I think it's so, yeah, normal society that we do suppress these things. And I feel like I had a bit of the conditioning up until about 25 years old, Nelly, that happy, joyful, good girls are loved. Mm. And yeah, and I and I am a happy, you know, I am a joyful, excitable person, but I, you know, it's natural for us humans to be here for the whole entire human experience and have the wealth of the full emotions and to in order to fully feel the joy and the love and the highs, we need to allow ourselves to feel the lows and through that is where our deepest healing occurs. Yeah. I, I well, we have the same story and that was yeah. how we initially like met instantly we have the same sort of family dynamic the same sort of suppose trauma that comes from that and we both sort of took on these roles in society where we were like happy-go-lucky and this is what makes us lovable and so I can totally relate but yours was like very very out there and happy and like so it's to hear and to know and what I want people to know about you as well is like you'd fucking do the work and I believe doing the work is just like going deep into those emotions taking that hermit time out and you've done it really alone and held your own space which I've always been so inspired by and it's inspired to me and normalized it for me that I can feel those deep lows when I'm like am I back in depression again like am I dying and you're like no Em this is a part of it this is like all good I've done it too and like it's something that I feel like a lot of not a, a lot of people wouldn't know about you yes 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 it's so true and I have like you said done the work in private by myself a lot and it's sort of come down to I really just had to create that safe space to reparent myself and Mm. to really hold become my own sacred masculine to be this container to allow the feminine to feel again and know I'm still lovable if I'm emotional and vulnerability is a courageous thing and to really meet yourself on those levels just it means you can really cultivate this true unconditional love and acceptance of all parts of yourself and once you can truly do that it just really translates into your outer world and your relationships your belief in yourself and just so many different aspects of your life but it really is just about taking that time and you know each morning like just tuning into your body and saying how am I feeling today what is coming up for me how do I feel? And sometimes emotions are hard to express and to vocalise, especially if you haven't given the time to tune in. So often they present as just physical felt sensations, as, you know, a tight chest, an uneasy stomach or real physical manifestations. But really just going in and taking the time to feel those things and to sit with it and just breathing into those spaces and not even always trying to change them but just witness them. And to send them those areas love and to know it's okay that they're there. And you find that over time, all it needs to be is that bit of acknowledgement and to know it's safe to be there. And through that attention, they do dissipate. And through that acceptance, they do kind of merge back into wholeness, into oneness. Yeah. Oh, my God. And you do it so well. You have such beautiful awareness and you you. can you can drop in I find that like I can definitely struggle to drop in let alone like nay I think that like I've had such chronic PTSD over Mm. the years that I've just disassociated so easily so it's harder for me to drop in but you have held space for me to drop the fucking in so many times and it's because maybe I don't have that safe safety of the masculine yet or whatever it is. And I've definitely done lots of parts of it, but you do it so well, which is why you're obviously holding space for people. But um, you basically like, when I'm with you, you just make me feel so safe. 
to do that and you normalize any of the extreme emotions and that's so important like we're in society you can talk about society for a second and that like because you've experienced it you know like when people were having you came home one day and you're like you know this veteran had this big like outburst and like they're dealing with on such a surface level way like where in society like are we not normalizing that and it's keeping us from being able to heal on this level yeah well I feel like even just even if we're just talking about men for a while for so many years they've been taught to be this stoic masculine figure that's not meant to show emotions and that vulnerability is a weakness and you know and that's kind of this patriarchal society we have grown up with and that's why I feel for our men so much because you know it's hard enough for women to feel safe to fill into these things but men you know they were called like pussies or wusses or all these labels that were slapped upon them if they had a heart or if they were tapped into their heart and emotions and it's just so deeply rooted in the conditioning of everyone and I feel like it's just really trying to remove that stigma around you know that sort of idea in the world and really promoting you know Renee Brown says it so beautifully like courageously vulnerable and really allowing ourselves and I think just as well normalizing it like you said normalizing it with others and creating a safe space to talk about it and knowing it's okay not to be okay sometimes and we you know we don't always have to jump in with solutions and fixing some people just need to be heard and to be witnessed and to express and even that within itself is just enough to get it out of the system and you know even instagram and all these social media tools like there's such like a, a a snapshot of these all happy moments in life and joyful moments and it doesn't always is getting better but show these other aspects of life that life isn't always perfect and you know I feel like we really just need to really empower and use these tools to express and to share and to communicate that it's okay to have these heavier emotions and the thing is these emotions and these shadows when you walk through that you actually unlock these beautiful gifts these you know I know through my sort of dark dark nights I've been through through holding my space through that I've really been able to unlock this beautiful sense of compassion and empathy for others and just being able to hold space because I've met myself on that level and I really think emotions are such a beautiful thing and such a normal part of the human experience it's why we all have them you know and I feel like we should get rid of the shame around having these emotions. Yeah, it's a, that's it's so powerful because that's been my whole story. It's like shame around anger, shame around like loneliness, like yes. shame around like even like I had Kate on for interdependence and like so much shame around ever feeling jealousy. And so yeah. when anything would come up, I would work so hard in order to suppress it yes. to the point where it just fucking drained the shit out of yeah. me and I ended up in rehab. But I think no matter all of these powerful practices that I have done, like whether it's like yin yoga and just like popping through a whole another thing and stretching like the most powerful thing that's happened to me probably for a long time and really recently like two nights ago was just being able to fucking feel it and I was like I'm angry I just want to fucking punch my boyfriend in the face yeah. and I'm like what wait is it nothing wrong okay cool so what yeah. is this and I was going to bed and I just like for the first time and I reckon probably my whole life in that much mm-hmm. surrender just like let myself cry and it was just 15 oh. minutes of just like such release like and just not trying to fight it like it's like and just like okay cool like and just knowing it's for me not going to last an eternity yes 
And so, yeah. Yeah, and I think as well in society, just as you were talking then when you said the anger, but I think we've always labelled, slapped a label like good or bad, like anger's Mm -hmm. a bad emotion, this is a good emotion. It's just, once again, that conditioning around good and bad where they're not, they just simply are. And I totally understand you can have like unhealthy expressions of anger, especially when you're taking out on those around you. But we're primal creatures. We are meant to you know, get into our bodies, make these noises, scream. And that's actually how, like, you look at animals in nature when they basically, you know, are triggered or get injured or have these things, they shake it off in their body and that's literally releasing the trauma from getting into their body. And that's innately what we need to do to shift these emotions and heavier things because emotions are just energy in motion and they get stuck in our energetic bodies Mm. unless we move it through. Yeah, that's such a powerful one too, like being given permission to scream. Like yes. you, as a kid, you just get taught, don't cry, don't make a scene, don't yes. scream, like you're embarrassing mummy. And it's yeah. like, no, there's so much power in that release. Like yeah. I go into the ocean every day for my scream. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I think that's, I think I told you that one. And that, yes, of course you yes. did. <laughs> I was like, that's what I know. No, but I, for so long, like I never thought I had anger in me. I was always such a happy child, mm-hmm. but there's somewhere deep in my solar plexus, deep in my stomach, there was some stored anger from, you know, who knows where. And I feel like having these safe practices to release it. So really just shaking, shaking Mm -hmm. in the body or somewhere you can actually scream safely, whether it's screaming into a pillow or scream in the car with loud music, going to the emotion and safely submerging your head under the water for a moment. (laughs) Tested it. No one around can hear you. I've tested that theory. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or just like punching a pillow or some people do some vigorous exercise and that helps. But having these healthy outlets, so you don't take it around on your loved one, you know, take it out on your Mm. loved ones. And that's when it's deemed, you know, bad when, you know, have these outbursts that are uncontrolled but you can let it out in healthy ways yeah and that's when we do not let it out in healthy ways I'm a perfect example of that like there is hardly any remotes in the house this is like not happened too recently but over the years all the remotes have been fucking smashed like doors have been slammed things have been broken because I've had this energy in me and because I didn't express it when it was anger and it got to the toxic level of anger which is rage I would lose my fucking shit or or I would be a cunt to my friends. Yeah. Like I would just be rude as fuck to them. Yeah. Like big word, but I'm going to roll with it. <laughs> and like, because I had no outlet and I yes. was so angry and I was just like, and even more recently, like it's come up with my boyfriend and I'm like, oh, it's just, it's like, I don't want to have this anger. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be released in healthy ways. And we need yes. to be normalizing that. I feel like in society, we are moving closer to that. You've got, you got the place in Southport now where you can go and smash yes. plates and stuff. Yes. Do we to go there yeah yes we've got to go yeah. there we'll do it on, next on the day. list <laughs> but i think that yeah it's like it's deconditioning the yeah. fact that like anger makes you a horrible person because yes. then it's like we you know of course you fucking feel angry like for example my beautiful fucking friend her 13 month old just got diagnosed with leukemia chronic mm. leukemia I'm fucking angry. If I wasn't angry, would I be a narcissist? Mm. Probably. Like, I'm angry. I'm like, shit. It really goes to show that I'm like, fuck, the world is so unfair sometimes. This is just unfair. And it's okay because not everything can be toxic positivity through, which is an issue that we're having in society as well. So with you, Kiki, like, I know that, like, for me, it – it was hard to like, I guess, go from the happy-go-lucky girl. And I remember the moment in rehab when someone actually validated that I was allowed to feel anger and I was like, went down and they were like already thinking I'm a weirdo because as I've said many times before in this podcast, I was like, love and joy, love and joy. (laughs) 
Because I was literally that. I was like, I will be loved by everyone here if I'm love and joy. It's like, you're in rehab, bro. You don't need to make best friends. You need to heal. (laughs) And so I went down to her and she's like, like trying to just get out what I was feeling. And she's like, Mm. said something about, and basically it came up that my mum had read my diary when Mm. I was young. And she slammed the table. I'm going to do it. She slammed the table and she's like, I'm angry. Are you angry? And I was like, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and then I was like, it just brought it all up. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. And she's like, you're allowed to feel anger. That's why it's on the board that you're allowed to state that emotion. And I was like, fuck, that's so intense. Like, I didn't know that. This is you're the first person to give me permission for that. Mm. And you've also given me that permission because when we came back and yeah. both did our healing realms together and like yeah. separately, sorry. And then we came back together, like that you've held so much space for me and women so mm-hmm. far through Sacred Lunar Souls, your other business, to express emotion you held space for that animal instinct in us where we're just like dancing around like crazy people and it's fucking awesome and then like you're screaming and like it's just so powerful when someone gives full permission to women to do that and so like with you on your own thing like how did you go deconditioning your masculine which I would say and I make up Mm. your story of like You've always been the girl to get amazing grades, like to be the good girl. Like, you know, you were yeah. perfectionist as a kid. Yes. You went and got an OP2 and did physio. And then it's like, okay, cool. I'm going to now go on my soul path, which yeah. is something that yeah. a lot of people are going to think I'm a fucking freak for and losing the plot yeah. into versus like these societal expectations, which was like, you know, you were really applying that masculine role in your life. So how have you, how have you done that and how has it affected you? So I suppose like you're speaking to as well, like as a young child, like I was a people pleaser and couldn't say no, had poor boundaries. And traditionally, like I was going to follow the societal path that, you know, we're expected to walk where you, you know, you finish school and you get married and, you know, or you get, you know, go to university, you get married and you buy a house and you have a kid. But I suppose the university had other plans for me as well. And basically, as I started doing the inner work, I had this increased awareness about basically how this isn't the way I wanted to live my life. And I didn't want to follow the path that was already mowed out in front of me. And yeah, always as a kid, I suppose as well, I always felt this inner need to discover like my true purpose or like why I'm here kind of thing. And I think it was, um, yeah, it wasn't really until I broke up with my partner and it was catalyzed this like huge inner transformation that really set me on my dharmic path. And through that path, basically, it really called me to heal the inner sacred masculine and feminine energies. So basically, because like you mentioned, I was so discipline with my exercise and all this sort of stuff mm. there was a time in my life where I lost my period and I was just doing 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 and over exercising probably you know not getting enough nutrition in my body or just you know doing too much exercise and it just sort of came back to my body as like okay you know what what is not safe about my body to have this regular cycle and then that just really dived me so much into reawakening this feminine part of myself through all these practices through years of going deep with this stuff and really just cultivating this this inner inner woman that was ready to be heard ready to be witnessed ready to come out the forefront and to allow my sort of sacred masculine to step back a little bit and allow her to feel safe to show up in society because for so many years she didn't feel safe to come out um 
And yeah, and just through doing the work, I think it's just enabled me now to really find a balance between between these two worlds. Um, and yeah, I could share some definitely some practices and things like in a in a later part. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I think that like for me, I'm like I'm so interested in like was there stigma that you had to overcome and being like going from I'm this like you know I'm this disciplined masculine like I'm doing everything right yeah. I'm like perfect and like and then I'm gonna be a physio you quit physio to go and like you know I know there was yeah. issues with people like I couldn't imagine any parents in at my parents even like in, in any other generations being like oh that's cool you're just quitting your beautiful job that you know you did six years of study yes. for oh. to go and be a, what an intuitive healer that we don't even know what the fuck that is like yeah. yeah was there stigma oh my gosh so much so like I said like I had to displease my parents I just like <laughs> like that you know and I love my parents done a lot of work there too but that that generation doesn't always understand and you know they they were working these nine to five jobs and like you know I just saw them basically burning themselves out in a job they weren't loving and paying off this mortgage so you know and basically I was doing the complete opposite and I just I just didn't want that life for myself so yes basically there was a time in my life it was only the end of last year where I felt like I literally had to let go of attachment and expectations and judgments of every aspect of my life because, you know, like you said, all those years of study, my parents weren't happy that I was letting go, but I had to let go. And there was a period of time where I actually didn't talk to my brother and my parents and all these sort of things. But there was just this such inner calling that I knew I was meant to do something different. I was here to serve a greater a greater purpose and I wasn't lit up by a physio as much as I wanted to do to carry it on for the rest of my life. Sure, there's so many beautiful things I learned that I'll carry forward, but there was just, yeah, so much. And I feel like all of us are actually you know, sometimes in life come to this crossroads where we can choose, hey, to either walk the path that people expect us to, that's probably the more comfortable one, or we can choose a path the path less travelled. And it might be more obstacles, more boundaries, more, you know, more deconditioning, more shedding the layers of all these expectations and how society expects us to show up in the world. But I just felt such a strong pull towards that other path and it was so uncomfortable. And, you know, there was months where I had left my job and I survived off very minimal income and mm. was a space in between, like I call it my, my big void because I'd let go of my physio, I'd let go of a lot of relationships and friendships and even my you know family stuff was sort of happening for a little bit but I just had this inner drive in the calling that there must be something greater and something better and I think just being at peace with the space in between and surrender 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 really got me through and just finding this trust within myself and within a higher power that this is where I'm meant to be and it was coming back to the wisdom of my body to really trust in that to really guide me on this path forward that I knew was going to lead me to where I was truly meant to be where I desire to be that was fulfilling and was literally my joy yeah and you have you've started to find pleasure and teach me pleasure and it's yes. like now you're at that point it's like you've gone through so many different paths and now you're like I'm finding pleasure in every fucking day yes. life and like I'm worthy of pleasure and that is like my birthright and so like you're all the way at that point but like I want to take it back to like you have spent so much time energy and money in learning 
learning everything you do now since physio. And that has <laughs> always been so inspiring. I can't, I've got this fucking healing through narrative course to do. And I'm like, to John T, I'm like, I need to just start. And I'm so resistant. I think it's because I did like, you know, law and like all these things. And I'm just like, so resistant. But you, so we need to talk about this after, are so fucking inspiring when it comes to this. Thank and you. it's like, that's where your masculine role and yes. the discipline has yes. played such a huge part. You've always going to have that. Now. Always. Because it's yeah. always in your blood. And it's like your little Virgo as well. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's really, really amazing and incredible to see. But you're not just like, oh, I've opened a couple of books, done one certification online, and now I'm this healer. Like, you have done <laughs> the healing. And in regards yeah. to like, you have gone to some of the most amazing practices and learned from some of the best mentors. And so yes. I want to talk you to talk us through. When Kika sent me, I was like, can you send me through your certifications, babe? <laughs> and you sent me this list. And it's only like, it's exercise science and physio at the top for two of them. And then there's like fucking like 10 other things you've done and like you don't have to rattle them all off now if you want or you can and I'm going to add them in the show notes anyway but like I just want you to talk us through like all these courses because I feel like you kept doing one and you were called to the other yeah. and called to another and called to another and you just kept up leveling and you have not started this business until you have fucking almost yeah. every course including <laughs> It able to remove a fucking vaccine. Yeah. I was telling my mom we'll today. Get to <laughs> we'll get to that. But I'm like, oh my God, what hasn't she done? <laughs> so like talk us through that yeah. side of it. Like I'm just yeah. so intrigued myself. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, in this lifetime, I'm always going to be the eternal student. There's just a part of me that loves to learn. I just love expanding my wisdom and knowledge. And yeah. And basically I feel like as well, just, just, because, okay, I came from a very science-based background, let me put it that way. So there was a little part of me that was getting into this world that was like, all right, I need the need the evidence, need the qualifications, I need to study it so I can believe it to be true to my, for myself. And so I can mm. then share it to others and bridge that, that gap between, you know, that science and that spirituality. So that was part of it as well. But, um, and also I am a passionate man, Jen, in human design. So that just means we love having different plates spinning and learning different things. <laughs> but um, basically, yeah, so I did do... Um, um, university did my like I said before the exercise science and the physiotherapy but um and also like sort of linking off that I um did the dry needling courses and clinical has dry needled me yes yes Yes. still have them in my toolkit um but yes but basically from there I just kind of went down the pathway of intuitive spiritual healing and it was just being you know when I got called more to that um spiritual or ancient sort of healing practices that this sort of wealth of wisdom started calling me so strongly and then from there I basically became um, part of the Ashati Institute and these just an amazing place when I fully immerse myself in all aspects of energy medicine and energy healing and I completed um, many different courses and accreditations and activations and went through the ascension program there and I've sort of come out with my advanced certificate of energy healing from there and currently at the moment um, I've actually been fortunate fortunate enough to get the scholarship to go back and do the teacher facilitator training so I can actually activate healers and take them through the workshops and take them through the teachings which I feel like I'm just so excited to do. Um, also I've done my human design reader training that is just a huge passion for me I just love looking at people's blueprints and guiding them back to their unique essence and their authentic self and liberating all of us but um, yeah that's another one 
I've also done my shamanic studies one and two. So that was really calling me to the grounding, elemental healing and the subconscious exploration and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then, yes, done my astrology course level one. Also done, goodness, I feel a bit weird rattling all this. Yeah, I love it. I'm just like, tune on in, sisters, because oh this isn't just woo-woo. It's education. I'll cut it short. But, um, yeah, I've done my crystal sound, um, bowl healing one and two, and um, art of breathing courses because I just really love breath work as well. And then, yes, through beautiful Christoph and the Neo-Shamanic Society, I've also done like um, – the vaccine remover training and remote healer training and basically it just teaches you all the tools to become like an energetic surgeon and really what I loved about that was really because I also love the mind and psychology and he really like connected like the chakra system with the the psychology of that and the conditioning the belief system and intertwined all these different systems together um so yeah that's I won't, I'll stop there because you know that's go I will be adding like <laughs> Kia's website's going live today sisters so <laughs> jump on in and just like spend two hours reading all the, every single <laughs> qualification she has because it's incredible <gasps> but yeah I think that like the biggest thing you've offered me so much let's be honest like we can tap we'll tap into the full moon circles everything you've done for me is just absolutely incredible and I can say that like I have been a guinea pig to all these studies and it's just fucking like changed my life and my body and everything it's just crazy but I think that the biggest thing is like I can call you and be like hey babe do you have 15 minutes and you're like yeah and I'm like objective feedback and I'll just tell you something and like recently it's been like something about John T and I and you'll be able to be like okay his blueprint is this your blueprint is that your astrology is this his astrology yeah. is that this is why you might not be seeing eye to eye on the same thing because you're just different people when it comes to this certain like situation that's gone down and instantly I'm like the biggest sigh of relief and you always start it with like you know babe like I'm sorry I'm, sorry, I'm not gonna like side with you which fuck I don't <laughs> want you to side with me I want you to give me some logic because right now I can call any friend and they'll side with me if I give them parts of a story, right? Which is yeah. bullshit. Like, don't do that to me because yeah. I don't need anyone to validate my shit. Apart yeah. from, I just need logic. Real in, chat. Real <laughs> chat in yeah. there. And like, you know, just like, because I want peace. I want to mm -hmm. come back to peace. And yeah. you're able to give that to me when you talk about like my astrology chart combined with human design and these yeah. are things that I think a lot of people are like bullshit shut the fuck up you're talking yeah. smack and it's not like it's not yeah. there's there's so much science to it so please explain how this is also substantial for sure and just even speaking to that point a little bit so the human mind places so much value on logic and reason and analytical mind more so that intuitive knowing part of ourselves and so the mind does struggle to believe things without proof and you know it sometimes only trusts things when it can really perceive it with the five physical senses and because that like kind of provides that evidence for the brain and you know these spirituality and ancient teachings and methods have been around for thousands of years and thanks to quantum physics and science it's finally starting to substantiate it um but I must say, sometimes, however, in the world of energy and frequency and vibration, it is incomprehensible for the limitations of the mind to fully understand. And until we reach that sort of next level of conscious evolution. Um, so, for example, like imagine 50 years ago, like trying to explain to someone, oh, yeah, about Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. 
<laughs> like fuck so true yeah like you know airdrop exactly <laughs> airdrop like these things and it's like oh you know it just works on vibrations and free, you know and like imagine like sort of saying that it just they wouldn't quite be able to get their mind around it because yeah. they haven't got the physical proof and it, their consciousness wasn't quite ready to understand mm. that so basically and these things I suppose would have been labeled as woo woo or magic yeah you know? yeah yeah and so the thing is as well, like science and spirituality do not have to be mutually exclusive. And in fact, they're quite complementary to one each like one another. And they really are one in the same and at its core. And I suppose some people just innately have more of that science mind and, you know, have more of the conditioning to have that logical mind and really understand in that lens, where others have more of that like intuitive inner sensing and extrasensory perception and that higher power belief systems and sort of I feel like the key is marrying those two worlds together and bridging those together and for example I know even in like I remember a couple of years or going back a few years now as someone mentioned astrology to me I would have been like hmm okay like I just don't see how these planets are really affecting my body here you know like (laughs) how is this I missed a full moon right now yeah (laughs) I'm feeling that full moon but no no definitely right now I fully can say yes for me the woo is true okay (laughs) and and basically as well like for example even human design and astrology quantum physics now has found discovered something called neutrinos and so that's a real mvp that supports science is a neutrino theory and you know i'm no quantum physicist here but basically i might just explain a little bit just to get your head around it so the neutrino particle would like discovered in the 90s and it's actually the second most abundant particle in the atmosphere besides like the photons which are these light particles Okay, so light particles don't have any matter. The thing about neutrinos, they are a particle of matter because they have a very, very, very tiny mass. Okay, and what happens? These neutrinos are constantly flooding in the atmosphere like a continuous stream and always flowing through everything. They're abundant, they're everywhere, and they travel at the speed of light. So they do move through the atmosphere, through celestial bodies, through the planets, through our bodies. And basically any 3D object they pass through, they interact with and are altered. Now, a good analogy to describe this was to say, say you had a red car and a white car and they sort of got into an accident. Basically, you would look at the cars and the white car would still be a white car, but had a little bit of red paint on it. The red car would still be red car, you know, and have a bit of white paint on it. So they're still innately what the same object. However, they are slightly altered. And basically, so these constant neutrino stream, because they have a small weight, they carry information. And at the time of our birth, our human bodies are so susceptible to this continuous flood of neutrino stream that comes through it. And basically where the planets are at the time of our birth, that neutrino stream that goes through that, that's traveling at the speed of light, that actually impact like lands on our human vessel, imprints our body with where the planets were exactly at that time of birth and actually activates through that certain parts of our DNA and certain gifts and certain traits. And it shows how the characteristics and different things of these planetary bodies literally impact our physical vessel. Boom. <laughs> 
Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> it's and <laughs> I'm just like, wow, I love the way that you explain that. And it's like, yeah, because I guess there's so many people in this day and age that are finding so much solace and like yes. acceptance within themselves when it comes to, you know, and like, oh, that makes sense. When we look yes. up our charts, whether it's just like, you know, Libra for the month and like yes. it tells us or whatever it is and look up our astrology for that month. But human design is even that next level. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a combination, but it's yes. like your own personal blueprint and I have found so much self-acceptance within the knowledge of of human design like within everything you've taught me around that and I think Mm -hmm. that like that's really important because we all have our unique makeups which is why like imagine we're all fucking the same everyone says that but like which is why we all have our unique gifts and our unique struggles and I think that I said to you when you started teaching me this I was like you should so be teaching this to parents about Mm -hmm. their children's blueprint because take even Tom and I would be a minute difference, but like we're completely different humans. And like maybe it's just that one little thing, but we need to be then parented differently. And as my aunt used to say, she's like, you know, your parents never got a book on how to raise Emma. But yes. this could kind of give <laughs> them <help>. that book. <laughs> yeah. Please bring one. Yeah, and I'm like, you need to work with parents who are having like yeah. trouble with the, how to parent their children yes. because I think that it's so important and it gives, it's given me like just so much self-acceptance for my own blueprint and my own makeup. Mm. And that's so important because like I'm this like naughty ass child who couldn't fit into the system and couldn't yeah. sit down in class and wanted to like talk all the time because I want a fucking connection. And I was yeah. so shamed for the way that I was made up because I didn't fit in within the system and like now I look at kids now and I'm like oh I feel so deeply for them I'm like and then you look at different education systems that are coming through and that's beautiful and I love that but like we're all not made to be good at the same thing and my favorite quote ever is like that we are all geniuses but you can't judge like a fish on how to climb a tree exactly oh so well spoken and Richard Rudd he's does the gene keys he's basically like we all have our own innate genius inherent genius that within all of us that's unique and even science like human design is literally the science of differentiation so how we are all unique and I remember you like one of my ones is like I think it was like something eight and that's to do with like the throat yeah yeah and like is that right I'm pretty sure like I need to still go into this more with further with you and I was like you know and you're like oh these are your gifts and they when I look into I'm like oh that is but it's also like on the side of that like not being able to shut up and talking too much has got me in trouble (laughs) recently with my relationships but like it's you know in growing up so it can also have that shadow side and the gift yeah but if we like start to tell kids like for example I was like in school my I argued with teachers all the fucking time I'm like mm. how did no one say you know what you'd be a great lawyer yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you're pissing me off right now but this is what you would be good at and you could channel that fucking annoying energy into yeah. this and yes. like but we don't do that we just get frustrated mm. with each other yes. and so yeah we <sighs> like yeah. how do you think like for example like people can utilize this and like what you can offer as someone who's learning about your own human design and what does it offer you personally in your life would you like me to share for anyone that hasn't heard about human design a bit about that first or just fucking oh yeah yeah Yeah, i think it's one of the most powerful gifts yeah Yeah. of course so human design like i said is the science of differentiation so how we are all unique and what it actually is it's like an amalgamation of all these ancient practices so it combines the kabbalah system the chakra system um the like astrology i ching but also quantum physics and talks about genetics 
sex. And it's based mm. on the energy of the cosmos at the time you were born. And basically, it's this experimental tool for self-reflection and self-awareness and provides you this energetic blueprint of who you be, who you are, so you can get into alignment with who you truly are designed to operate and how you're meant to be in the world. And also provides this beautiful map to help you decondition from the ways you, you know, were taught or conditioned that you're meant to be, which you are not. And basically, it really also provides this beautiful way to just really come back to trust in yourself and reignite your body's wisdom because oftentimes we are so you know conditioned to make decisions with the mind and go through that lens but really our body holds so much wisdom that's inherently within all of us and it really just helps you drop into that space find your correct authority and way to make decisions in the world and just really invites more ease and flow into your life Yes. I think it makes you like, I remember you said, you looked at my chart and you're like, I think it was around my heart, one or something, and all all open. And you're like, oh, you're all open. That means you need like stronger boundaries because you can feel so much or something along those lines. And I remember you just going, yeah. yeah." And I was like, oh, well, this is literally how I ended up in rehab. (laughs) Like, Mm. I was just so open. I am Mm. so open that I'm like taking on everyone. We were sitting at dinner the other week and this guy got stood up next to me and I spiraled Mm. because I didn't have boundaries. I'd just gone and done a steam and I opened up my chakras. I was like really open open even more so. And I know that that has something to do of me like fully getting triggered and then I flipped out on John T. Poor guy but like (laughs) I was like oh my god I couldn't disassociate from him and I was like sealing it so much he was just like had this abandonment and I've had abandonment issues ever since so I'm like Mm. was it even mine but yeah yeah, I'm like it's you know and when you told me that I was like oh my god wow like as a kid imagine if my parents had known that imagine these little things that you can help people with by just them knowing their unique blueprint in this whole fucking wide world that has so many expectations on them you have to go to school you have to do these things but how can we support someone in their own unique makeup but also not even support help them to thrive and utilize it exactly it's about thriving and like really it's given me such a permission slip to be myself and not feel guilty or wrong about who I am Mm. and it's provide this deep liberation and through that liberation you can thrive because you feel unstoppable in the world you can follow your joy and your purpose and Basically, it also shines a light on all these sort of subconscious parts of yourself that oftentimes you never know about. And through these parts, you know, you often have a lot of these gifts that lie in this subconscious body that, you know, someone to show you on a chart, oh, these are your gifts, these are your strengths. These are some things you're going to pop up in your life as shadows that you're going to work through. However, through that, you're going to get this, this and this out of it. And And it's just such an empowering tool, you know, and it's just so powerful in that way. And like you said, I just really love to use it to really understand those around me because mm, you yeah, do. Oh, I do. It's just like, and maybe as a child, you know, maybe I wish someone understood me a bit better or something. But I, I truly love that because if you can understand how we're all unique, how we're all different, you can cultivate this compassion and this empathy and this, you know, ability to love the other without being the same. And no, it's okay to have different perspectives. It's okay to have these differences in life, but these differences don't have to separate us. In fact, it can bring us closer because we can completely set the accept the other for exactly the way they are and actually help support them thriving and living to their energetic design and it just cultivates this more unity and more flow and just 
just better relationships and, you know, and just better way to operate in the world as a unity consciousness together. Mm. And that's exactly what you gave me when I asked for advice in relationship yeah. advice. And I still yeah. want to sit down and do both Jaunty and my charts yes. because Love like yeah. we're going to move in together soon. And it's like we have yes. been living under the same roof. I wonder if that would have helped before. And yeah. it's like we are different people. And mm-hmm. so like for me to even win that 15 minute chart, you helped me understand and have, I, I've dropped, I went from like really angry, frustrated to complete compassion. Complete compassion. Mm. Like, oh, compassion, understanding. Cool. That's his makeup. It's my makeup. Awesome. No worries. And I think that like that is just so important in any relationship, let alone, you know, when you're in an intimate relationship like that. Because like people have differences. Just accept that we're not all the same makeup, especially even just masculine to feminine. But I think that for you and I, one thing that's helped me find more compassion with us is you explaining to me that like I, if I'm asked to do something, Mm -hmm. I will get an instant gut response. And I do. I'm just like, that's an instant yes from me yeah along the lines I might not be but I'll know in that moment that I can say yes whereas I'll ask you and you're like Hey babe, um, you know, I'm just gonna honor my is it gut authority? Is it emotional emotional authority? Yeah, emotional authority, and yeah. I'm gonna um take 24 hours to sleep on it because that's the best way. And I I know that that has frustrated with me because yeah. I was just like that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. But <laughs> but it isn't. It's your truth, and it's, it's bullshit to me because it's not how I operate. But exactly. I've over the time been like, okay, cool, that's how you operate, and I respect it, I honor yes. it, and I know Aww. that I have to give you 24 hours notice for yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and you also said I think that was the same is probably Johnny's makeup which I, yeah. I used to ask him a question and I would get gutted I'm like why is he not giving me an instant yes yeah. that was a fucking nice offer like yeah, and then you're yeah. like babe this is how he operates and I'm like now I'm just like sit there in the patience and wait. I'm just <laughs> like yeah he's just you know he's just doing that thing he's yep yep yeah and I'm like and I can honor it now whereas it yes. used to upset me and I used to take it personally yes oh I love hearing that and what you're talking to as well is like in human design it's a gut response so you have truth in the now that present moment awareness that it's a mm-hmm or a mm-mm, which is a yes or a no. And there's another authority, even like a splenic authority, where similar thing, truth in the now, where 50% of the collective has an emotional authority, which means you have your emotion system colored in. So it's a way you always make decisions. And basically they say with this one, because naturally you're going to be an emotional wave, which is, you know, your highs and your lows and trying not to make a decision on your full highs because you're most likely going to say yes and jump in, you know, jump yeah, into we've done, that. we've done that. I've seen Kiki in yeah. a bathroom toilet when we go out and it yeah. was a lot of yeses. Yeah, yeah <laughs> bad timing. And then, um, and then, you know, on your lows, if you, if you get an opportunity low, and you say no you might miss it you know and it might Ah. be something that's really valuable but you're just not on that frequency so they said you need time to wait for an emotional clarity sort of in between those two and to sit with things and Mm. you know rule of thumb give yourself 24 hours or 48 hours just to come back to your inherent truth and to your clarity and in an urgency culture like we live in who want to answer now who expects these things it can be really challenging Mm. and that's one of the things I found most challenging as well and you know society's not going to honor this for us because a lot of us a lot of the everyone's not aware that people need time 50 percent of us need time to tune in and it's really up to us to take radical responsibility and 
honor those boundaries and say, you know what, that sounds like a beautiful opportunity. You know, I'll get back to you or, oh, that's amazing. I'll sleep on it and let you know, or I have to check my diary. And just having these catchphrases or these things that you can buy yourself that bit of time that removes that external pressure and internal pressure to answer in the now. Yeah, and that has been your theme because <laughs> Bark used to say yes, like because you get so excited, you, yes. you meant it in the moment, mm-hmm. but it wasn't your truth. And yeah. I would watch it, and you'd like be promising the rest of your life away to randoms <laughs> in the bathroom, <laughs> and like these friends you just met because you're just such high spirits in that moment. Yeah. And then it's like you, you know, you can't, you couldn't physically say yes to all those people. If you'd yeah. done that, you'd have been fully abandoning yourself. And like, yeah. so then yeah, you learning that, and I even hear like you. You've gotten so much better and you've been able to embody it for sure. But mm-hmm. I even hear it in your voice. It's just like the little crackle sometimes when it's like, mm. it's still hard. It's still, it's still hard. hard for you to yeah. be like, oh, I'm going to actually take some space because it's not a, I don't want to do this. Exactly. Or a, it's not a, I want to say no, mm-hmm. or I'm not keen. It's just, I really need to actually honor myself in this moment and take a moment, even though it might feel like a full fuck yes right now. The way mm. that I operate is like, I have to know yeah. for sure and take that, that requires time. So yeah. I've seen you come a long way and you talk about radical responsibility and it's like that is where you know you say like we've all got to go and take these radical responsibilities about ourselves because society isn't doing it for us like including our emotions including like going to rehab even like that is Mm -hmm. a choice to roll in there yeah half the people might have been sent by family and forced to do it but I can tell you right now that once I was in there that was when I was like looking around at people being like fucking hell I have a choice here I can either go back out in the world and pretend this was just a three week time off weed and go back to the same thing that I was doing or I can actually go take radical responsibility for my shit and try and be in the three percent of people who get out of here and eventually thrive and I'm like you I it is a choice and to do the work I say in quotation marks it is a fucking choice and you need to take radical responsibility for it and no one I've known a lot of people who do the work, right? Yeah. But you do the work in the yeah. depths of it. And I've yeah. sort of like followed along in your path. I'm sort of like, I feel like, you know, like 10 steps behind all the time. Yes. Like you were working on your feminine. Like I come around six months later and I'm like, okay, sis, I'm, I'm open to working on my feminine. Yeah. And it's yeah. like guided and you're like, you're, you you come up with this new moon ritual. And I'm like, yeah. cool, I'll try and embody that as well. But like you do so much of it while still having this flow. So you've got this yeah. sacred masculine around this beautiful feminine flow where Thank the work you. does happen and the dark yeah. is there. Like, And I'm yeah. saying that I say that Kia does the work because – you have fucking cried and screamed oh, she, and yeah. felt. <laughs> yeah. And felt. Felt it all. Yeah. Definitely. And you yeah. have like had to have boundaries with family. You've had to do stuff that people just, you know, say mm-hmm. they're doing the work and just aren't even willing to look at. Yes. And that's why I honour it so much. But it's like, talk us through like your experiences and like how we can and how you have been like proactive in your healing journey. Okay, so I suppose as well, like talking about being proactive in the healing journey. So obviously, I feel like just having that stable base or foundation. So it helped me just having a daily practice, or you know, you're doing like the yoga and the breath work and meditation. And these are those little things that people initially know get, get how they enter doing the work, you know, these sort of start points. But what I really feel like is important is just really carving out time each day to tune inwards into your inner world into your thoughts, into your emotions and say, how am I feeling? And slowing down. <laughs> We're in the world, in rush, 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 just taking the moment to pause and slow down and carving out that space 
for yourself to connect with yourself because if we go from one thing to the other to the other we're not going to know how we feel we're going to avoid the work we're going to go out and drink that alcohol we're going to binge watch that series we're going to you know find mm. all these band-aids that kind of you know stop us from really going deep inwards and they all have their place and time not saying I don't bloody you know have a good binge sometimes but they're just it's not allowing ourselves to really confront the real deeper deeper things going on and I suppose as well I feel like by going inwards just really getting familiar with your beliefs and your inner child wounding and your triggers and really owning your projections and you know and things that you place on other people and just instead of reacting to people and or getting emotional at others just notice that within your body and just go okay pause what is this bringing up for me and actually just creating that space between reacting and wanting to go inwards and go okay you know that brought up something for me to go away later and sit with yourself and even close your eyes and even ask yourself like okay what is this bringing up for me why am I feeling this and just allow what comes through to really to come through or just noticing cultivating that awareness first is such an important important thing um i feel like as well really having boundaries is such a huge huge thing Mm -hmm. and prioritizing your joy and self-care um because you know we oftentimes are so conditioned to fill up others cup or you know people please or do that things to others doing the work can sometimes be filling your own cup up first and following your joy and a lot of the time our joy is intricately linked to our purpose and basically yeah it's just so important to go down these pathways but I really feel like as well just yeah creating the time to feel into your emotions and not suppressing them because they hold so much wisdom and so much information and they're always here to teach us something I know anytime I've had an emotional experience at the end I'll come out with something new a lesson I was meant to learn or something it taught me that I can carry forward on my journey and I suppose as well being mindful of who and what you give your energy to I Mm. think really is a huge thing has changed my life as well and just who you surround yourself with and a lot of the time it can be a little bit lonely doing this work and I find sometimes initially when you just want to do the work seeing a psychologist or having those opening things just to start looking inwards can help yeah but also really connecting with a conscious community so reaching out so there's so many beautiful circles and healing circles and sacred circles and things popping up all over the world now because we're becoming more aware and prioritizing this more so just connecting with other people that are interested in doing the work too so you're not alone and there's such power in group healings and wanting to heal together and feeling safe to share your vulnerabilities and oftentimes just hearing someone else if they're going through a similar thing or you know similar experiences is just that relief and that Mm. being able to be seen and heard can just literally be so powerful yeah and I think that like that's exactly what you guys offered when you did sacred lunar souls and that was Mm. so powerful to see but again just Mm. like you did that you were applying um every single practice and ritual you would then uh, adapt and have Mm. in that circle and have the women 
and us do you did it to yourself first yes and just like yeah (laughs) just like all these practices like there's there's a reason why you haven't just done that first course and come out the other end and gone I'm an intuitive healer and I'm gonna do it on you now because you've sat there and you've applied it to yourself you practiced on me you practiced on a lot of people free of charge because Mm -hmm. you make sure that you now when you are going live and you're offering offering these services that you are to the best of your ability and you know it in depth and you can do it like the back of your hand and not only that but like you have done the fucking work yourself first and foremost because I don't want nobody healing me Mm -hmm. if they're not willing to fucking do it to themselves and they haven't done it in depth and you've taken years to get where you are post physio whereas a lot of people I do see like these days people like done one course let's do a fucking do it. don't get me wrong like, I think that yeah. like but I'm like mate I really always want to know that people have like you know their mess has is their message but they've actually sorted that fucking mess out yeah you know and I think 100%. that you know we're always going to be constantly healing and going on these journeys and like you every single new moon you're writing your intentions you're setting them every full moon like you released some stuff yesterday like you're still constantly working on yourself always. which is why I'm like, yes, you haven't gotten to this point where I'm like, I'm fully healed and I'm going to fully heal other people. But I, it's more like I'm did, done the work on myself and for free on others and I now can offer these services. And I think that yeah. that is so important, especially given how many courses you've done. <laughs> no wonder why. But it's like, yeah, I think that like what is like the importance of doing the work for people who are like, who is struggling to lean in and where do you think that they can like begin? You spoke about psychologists and communities and therapists, but like with you, if they come to you, where do you think that you would start someone? I must admit, I love starting them with the human design because what it actually does, it just, it shows a picture of them, you know, and it just allows them to understand themselves and it gives them all these tools and tricks and, and it's still an experimental tool, but it allows them to go away with these practical tools that really allows them to practice this practice it and implement it straight away um and also like there's actually so much science and evidence around you know starting with like meditation and self-visualization as it like you know helps with neuroplasticity in the brain and you know even enhances sports performance and all these stuff doing the visualization part um even breath awareness and that breath work practice and you know these all originated as like ancient science and spiritual sorry ancient spiritual practices um until they were picked up again like by the mainstream and made popularized by like the hoffman you know the ice man um and things like that and you know science has started backing up their effectiveness but i feel like these practices they're how people's they're there for a reason because they're a great place to start but what they're actually doing they're making someone truly commit to themselves Mm. to carve out that time for themselves for themselves and it really helps just sitting with yourself and cultivating that awareness of your inner world because the work starts within okay and that's the thing if we're always focused in external world and what's going on around us we're not looking inwards and our external world is actually a reflection of our internal world and I actually have a little bit of science to back this up if you like me to pop it in (laughs) please yeah so basically a little while ago they did the double slit experiment which shows like your thoughts influence the environment around you 
Okay, so as I understand this, um, matter can exist as either a wave or a particle. So things in the past have become particles, but future possibilities exist as both a wave and a particle, and your thoughts determine what they become. So in the famous like experiment, it seemed that the person observing the experiment had an influence on the results of the experiment. So apparently our thoughts have an energy field that impacts matter. So during these experiments, it has been found that consistently that the behavior of the waves and particles is influenced by the observer. This has led some scientists to suggest that we have the ability to influence our reality through our thoughts and beliefs. So you can change your your reality and all future possibilities through changing your thoughts. Okay, and our thoughts and our beliefs and all these things, the only way we get to know them is by going inwards. So our belief systems, they can come from many levels. So a lot of the time from inner child, you know, from like conditioning at just what you grew up with from your parents, from your schools and also societal conditioning. Like so these greater beliefs that are instilled upon us. And there's also other layers from, you know, could go into past lives and things, but I'll keep it just, you know, in the practical realm. We'll have a whole other episode yeah. for that. <laughs> I'll keep it, keep it to this. Um, but basically these beliefs really create these lens in which you view the world and they changed it. Like in the science experiment, they actually changed how you view the world on the outside. So by going inwards and taking time to know what your beliefs are, letting go of what doesn't serve you and rewiring it to be something that's more harmonious, that's more in alignment, that's more truthful to who you truly are, literally will impact your outer world. But it comes back to really putting yourself first and your healing first so you can create the time. And it's, it's really the desire to want to heal. You know, mm-hmm. people go to healers and all these beautiful practitioners and things, and it's great. But unless you're willing to do the inner work and take personal and radical responsibility for the life you are creating, you know, you're always going to be seeking the outer. But it's really about having the desire to want to heal yourself. Mm. Yeah, and I'm what's coming up is I'm just like, yeah, it, like for me, like a breakdown does lead to a breakthrough. Lead to a breakthrough, a hundred percent. But fuck me, the breakdown is painful oh, yes. and triggers. Like I feel like once I was like, I'm gonna do the work. Like you, it's, it's sort of an expectation. It's like when you're like, oh, I want to go see a psychologist. And so many people roll in. They probably find the first one they can get, which hasn't been booked out, which is the issue there first and foremost. They go to two different ones and they're like, give up. They completely yeah. give up. And then it's like a whole nother layer to that is yes. level even further. Is like as soon as I signed up to do the work. It has been a constant yes. two steps it forward. It ain't easy. <laughs> one step back, two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. To the point where like I had my, I, like the other week, I was like just really overset, so hypersensitive. Mm. It was my mum's birthday, which is already like a whole thing. And I was like really overwhelmed and to the mm. point where like I just got my period an hour beforehand, mm. just came out of a yin practice, rolled into this really loud restaurant and was like, oh, I'm either going to fucking punch someone in the head, scream, cry. Okay, it's none of that. I'm just really hypersensitive. There's a speaker behind me. It's echoing. I'm going to walk out. And I just walked out and like just couldn't handle it. Yeah. And like that was just fine. It was the most peaceful thing I've ever fucking yes. done. But pe- my 
aunt was like concerned about me and she's like will constantly bring up like you know going on the magic pill and I'm Mm. like I don't want to do it like Mm. I don't want to do it but in that moment and since then I've been like fuck I am really struggling and there's I constantly question like am I going backwards you know rehab was fucking scary I don't ever want to end up there again but I'm always fearful that I'm like when I feel depressed it feels like I'm like do I need to fucking give them a call? And it's scary, but that is the work. And then I come out, when I come out, it's like I'm a million times lighter. I've cried all this stuff out. Like I've felt it all. I understand the belief systems that are with them. Like, oh, it's abandonment. And I have all these flashbacks and this is that. It is ugly. It is so fucking ugly. And that is probably where I'm like, I don't really blame people for not diving in initially. But it's also not over so quickly. I mean, mine's pretty deep. Like I've had a lot of trauma shit happened to me not to like act like a victim at all but like just to know that like okay cool it's not going to be over in the next five minutes am mm. you're going to have to feel through it and deal with it yeah. but yeah triggers are opportunities a hundred percent and just on that healing is never done you know like you said yeah. it's a continuous journey and there's never going to be the healed human like no. it doesn't exist yeah. you know so it's just being at peace as you know you might have like do so much healing and feel pretty good but there still might be something that triggers you about that same situation and you're thinking shit I thought I've healed this yeah what it's actually inviting you is to heal that next level deeper on that same thing and even innately like humans go through these growth and expansion cycles and then we have our plateaus so then we start doing a healing work and we're feeling great and you know we're starting to see these changes and like oh yeah like we're killing it and next thing you know you have another downward bit of a downward spiral something in your outer world really you know sets you on a bit of a thing where you have to go inwards and look at that again and people often do think wow I've gone backwards or this isn't mm-hmm. working yeah. or is, is this ever going to end like I'm not getting better I'm actually getting worse kind of thing yeah but just to know and be at peace it's literally just part of the cycle and each time you go down to those steps it's just an opportunity to create space to hold yourself to offer yourself that love and that kindness and love yourself even more deeply and to pull yourself out of it you know and to know that this too shall pass and just really focus on all the resilience you're gaining all the strength or the compassion, or the empathy, and like notice what the darkness is teaching you. And if you can actually take a step back from being in it to really think, okay, this is shit, (laughs) but what is it here to teach me? Then you can always come out of that pit with something to move forward with that can really help in that next growth phase. And then it will just catapult you to that next expansion. But you can't keep expanding, expanding, expanding the human body isn't just made to do that it needs to mirror the cycles of nature like autumn winter spring you know we need we literally are nature so our bodies and our healing cycles need to really mirror the same sort of thing yeah yeah I like I yeah and I think that you and I like we constantly are doing the work and you're the only other person I can really relate to on Mm. this level I remember my friend said to me I was like oh have I ever just you know had a big thing like I did breath work I was like oh no I was crying and Mm. stuff and I've always been had a really positive outlook to it like last two weeks probably not so much I've been like holy 
fuck, these abandonment yeah. things have come up really hard and fast and I've been crying yeah. more than ever. But even for me, I can look back and go, you know what? I've been crying. I couldn't cry yes, a year ago. I fuck. Like that's yes. great. I'm just oh. able to cry. Yeah, I'm a bit of yeah. a psycho in between, but I'm able to cry. That was a goal Powerful. of mine. Yes. Yeah, and you definitely held a lot of space for that as well. And like my friend was like, why do you constantly keep diving into this? Like it sounds mm. so traumatic and so painful. Mm. Like why are you doing it? And I remember I was just like, it's a really good question. But it's like, for me personally, it's like, if not now, then when? Yes. Like, and then like when, you know, it's still going to be living in my body and I'm still going to be kind of avoiding it, distracting, maybe going into my vices a little bit to avoid it. But then, or I could just go deep, feel the really hard, uncomfortable, shitty side to it. Maybe it'll take me two days to get re-regulate or two weeks this time. But like, you're also someone who chooses to do that. So like, why? Yeah. Why do we do it? <laughs> if you weren't doing it, I don't know if I would be, but yes. why the fuck do we do it? <laughs> yes. Well, I, f- I suppose a few reasons, but definitely I notice when you don't do the work, the universe will keep showing up with these blatant mm. lessons in your face until you look at it. Yeah. And like, yeah, it'll just keep presenting you with these different situations. And, and like, I notice they start gently and if you ignore it, then it gets heavier, mm. then heavier. So it's kind of like, I don't want to be facing that heavy shit, you know, like yeah. I'd rather just bite the bullet and, you know, do that. And yeah. And to be honest, I have a bit of a sicko, but fallen in love a little bit with that, doing the work. Like I, I, don't, yeah, I don't mind that now. And I also, you know, I've done quite a bit of studies into ancestral trauma and all these other things. And I am a strong believer. Like if I don't do the work, my through my DNA and genetics, I'm going to pass it on my children to do the work. And I don't want that for them, Mm -hmm. you know. And one day if I do want to be a mother, I want to be the most conscious, loving, you know, and not have as much wounding in my system so I can really show up and put my best foot forward for my children and, you know, who I be and even – I want to be the best version of me so I can be the best version for everyone else in the world too. Yeah. Oh, I'm just nodding going, yep. When we go to rehab, that I was repulsed by the idea of being a mum. Repulsed. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder what this is, you know? Wonder what it is. Are you fucking kidding me? Like mm-hmm. I could not have been capable of being a mum in rehab. Mm-hmm. But the first thing they said was exactly that. They're like, if you guys don't do the work now, you're going to pass it on to your children. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for a lot of people in the room, they already were parents. So that mm-hmm. was kind of like watching them be hit double like a time like it's like they couldn't I was like fuck I don't know how they're gonna do it I was luckily 26 and had an opportunity but my opportunity and grasping and taking full responsibility and being like this is happening now not later was watching the parents who were like couldn't really concentrate on their own healing when they were learning about the inner child and what had happened to them from zero to 20 years old which is really mostly your parents responsibility up until then um they were like couldn't fucking function they were like couldn't concentrate on themselves because it was like they were being slapped in the face by all the things they'd already done to their kids Mm. and the things they'd already passed on to their children and I was like oh like I never wanted to be a mom then I definitely do now it's just definitely my path but that is only because of since three plus years ago doing the work but it was no not even a year in two years in it was only probably this year that I started being like opening up my room to the fact that like cool like I you know in the next 10 years would like to be a mom and that is only because I'm like 
I can reparent myself exactly, and I would, you know, be able to give to myself what I maybe and learnt what like my mum couldn't give me what her mum didn't give her because there wasn't that education. She didn't have the opportunity to go rehab. Like I had this opportunity just like you do and everyone does who's listening to this to be able to reparent themselves and and be the best versions they can so they don't pass on that DNA and I fully believe that too and I think that that was a big reason why I'm like if I kill myself and I go like my uncle did – this is going to be passed on to one of my little cousins or a future human in our family. And I was like, and then that was where a lot of the doing the work came from when I couldn't do it for myself. Because I didn't love myself when I was in rehab. I was like, fuck this, I want to die. Like, I don't want to be here. But I was like, oh, but you know who I do love? I love my little cousins. And I would hate for this to drop on them. And that's that's why they call it breaking the cycle. Yes. Oh, my God. You're breaking the family cycle. Yes. And we're willing to do the work. Me, not really by choice, not going to lie. Like, I was thrusted into rock bottom. But, like, that was where the choice came, choosing rock bottom, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah. To be the revolutionizer of your family line yeah and it's it's powerful and like for someone like you've already like in your real time in your family dynamic you hold everyone up as you're going while simultaneously doing the work I definitely don't do that in my family but I do the work and I definitely still like I have a child like you know they they do stuff for me so like I really have this like admiration for you and I'm like you you." and and Kia's family home bless I love it but I'm like you could be a sitcom it's like it's so funny there's just so many people in the house and she's just running around healing them all and like (laughs) holding all this space and like sorting out all these things while then going into a room and doing the deep dive into the work and it's like it's so fucking beyond inspiring and then for you to be able to hold space for other people like it's any wonder why you've taught me that I have to Mm. honor my true line which is our hermit we have the exact same lines and like (laughs) watching you be like no I need to go like have my own space and need to look after myself has then inspired me to be like okay cool I need to do the same thing because I Mm. definitely do hold space for a lot of people's issues and their friends nowhere near to the level of like physical healing and what you do but you have to protect your energy so like how do you do that yes oh goodness yes yes (laughs) um because just naturally as well doing the energy work and all this this realm I am quite sensitive to this stuff and like you said in human design we're a two line so that's a hermit so we actually need to restore and refuel our energies to spend time alone and that's what nourishes us and fills up our cup so we can keep showing up in the world Mm. and how I do this is by carving out space for myself I do love connecting with nature. So most mornings I do love to know, you know, get to the beach and things like that and just to ground down. But also having a daily devotional practice really just allows me to come back to myself. And um, I've recently just did this um, 40-day challenge by Blue of Earth. She's an amazing, inspiring woman in the spiritual community. And it really um, helped me anchor in more deeply this sort of daily devotion to self. So how I do this, I basically, you know, will wake up each morning and it will look differently every day depending on how much time I have. But I come back to sort of just grounding myself and then cleansing my energy and kind of like just doing a little bit of light protection to so I can interact with the external world for the day. And it might also involve like a little bit of meditation and breath work or all sorts of different rituals. I sort of just carve out the time and allow my feminine to flow in what feels good and what lights me up in that moment. So I think having this little bit of time and space each day for myself 
is so important to revitalize my energy. Um, obviously, I'm fluid. I'm human. If I, you know, have a weekend, want to have a, a fun girls weekend and, you know, it doesn't happen. I'm a human and that's okay and that's you know and I think sometimes as well like being able to be adaptable with this so knowing the what you know the devotion that day might be at the beach having a present moment with your friends just watching the sun and that is that moment of mm. Mm. um but yeah but also I suppose for me what has been really needed was learning to set boundaries learning to say no um mm, and, big one. oh it's so huge and this has been such a work in progress for me for so many years and only finally now like I'm getting a lot better um and I feel like as well once again just listening to my body to guide me letting my body lead I think because oftentimes when I was around people and stuff like that I'd always do what they wanted to do or try to please them but what has allowed me to come back to myself is my um, listening to my body to guide me in the moment and that's allowed me to honor what I need and fill up my own cup because if it came to you know feeling choosing something I need to do for myself over somebody else oftentimes I'll choose somebody else but if I had this physical felt sensations like no you need to do this it's like literally communicating me to do this then I'm like okay my body's saying this I need to follow it and that's always aligning with like kind of looking after my energy and what I need to do to keep being a healer and keep being a friend and you know just showing up in the world as who I am Mm, yeah I'm like fine at the moment like especially since Jonty's been living here it's like asking for space we both have her yes, in our lives but we both really struggle to ask for space yes. and if he offers like do you want to do this and I know I need to do my own thing like I absolutely love him I want to hang out with him he's so calm mm. like he's so much fun and I'm like and I like I get torn I'm just mm. like oh my god and like I yeah and to learning and practicing over and over again in order to be like okay what do I truly need rather than because I will have resentment come up yes otherwise because yeah. I give so much it's like it's just such an important practice and mm-hmm. it's like do you have any tips for people how they can tune into that or can they go to your Instagram or somewhere whether you can teach them that practice Yes, um, definitely on Energetic Alchemy. I'm getting started on there. I'm going to basically use that as an educational platform to start just showing little ways, like little meditations or little practices you can start implementing your daily life to really tune in. Um, but I think... Yeah, there's definitely so much you can do. And I know it can get a bit overwhelming sometimes when there is so much, but sometimes simple is best. Mm. And the main things for our energetic sovereignty to really just look after our own energy is just, I feel like, just cleansing your energy field and there's different ways you can do this you know by just imagining even just in having a shower and imagining the water like washing over your body and cleansing having intention and please cleanse my body (laughs) or going through different in the ocean or you know even protection like just imagining a white light that's protecting you and encasing you when you're going out in the world or if you're sensing someone's you know in a bit of a emotional thing going on that you don't really want to take on just kind of setting that intention of protection um and there's yeah i find just grounding because our society can be quite stimulating there's a lot going on there's so many social media platforms we're all plugged into so many things at once just taking a moment whether it actually be grounding in nature or barefoot walking or literally just taking a moment to sit down feel your body feel your breath or even just imagining a cord going from the base of your spine deep into the earth Mm. and just allowing yourself to ground down and to neutralize any of those extra energies that you may have picked up or taken on throughout the day Um, so there's a few like just simple ones like that and even just like carving out five minutes 
to sit in peace with yourself having if whether even it's like a mindful cup of tea <laughs> like you know yeah. just just taking that time for you I think is so so deeply important mm, and we, there's so much guilt around that like the, so I'm, much, I'm doing yeah. the like you might like mum guilt as well let alone mm. like everyone's grown up with the fact that like you know I just need time to myself and like Jaunty sets pretty good boundaries with me I'll be like Mm. and I get I take it personally naturally yes, and yes. then I'm like no Em you have no reason to take that personally like he's doing what he needs and that's and I'm going to honor that and because I do have the awareness of like being around people like you and doing the work yeah. I can definitely do that but I can see how we've gotten into this pattern routine of like feeling guilty um, yeah. because other people have made us feel bad for 100%. asking for space for putting ourselves first yeah. and it's like we need to fucking make sure that we can do that and I think I think that the biggest thing that you do in like you do yearly intentional practices, monthly, yes. weekly, and it's like so fucking important and it's things that I then take on and it's opportunities that we all have on the daily, let alone weekly, monthly and yearly. And I want you to share with us what those practices are. Of course. So even just, I'll just go just touch on a few, but for example, the yearly one, um, so, you know, a lot of us go in, or I, you know, I used to go into the year setting New Year's goals, you know, and have these things. But I found that goal setting like that was, wasn't necessarily always combined with an emotion as such. Or if you did or didn't achieve it, achieve it, it sort of made yourself, it meant something about you. So, for example, say you set out to run a marathon and you didn't do it, then you felt crap about yourself. Yeah, you, know? you felt like a failure. Yeah, it was kind of setting yourself up to... Yeah, and so what I did instead, I started choosing a word of the year, okay? So, for example, last year, my word of the year was surrender, and oh man, it was a year <laughs> of surrender, <laughs> and just letting go of all aspects of my life, but hey, that's just, you know, a separate, separate story there, um, and this year, I've chosen the word to be community, and through that, I have manifested the most amazing, incredible solar line family, and I'm so grateful for. Um, some other things as a yearly practice I might do is like say, write down some core desired feelings. So how I want to feel. Mm. So turning away from that goal setting, that more masculine energy, so probably that more feminine essence of, you know, I want to feel my Shakti essence, which is that divine feminine. I want to feel peace I want to feel like whatever it is mm. whatever it is you want to feel and then just making that as an intention going into the year so choosing like five words um, I think one of mine was joy this year because I wanted to really focus on joy and what lights me up more instead of being stuck in this serious cycle of doing so yeah so it's just picking five words that you can really align to and help you even make decisions in the way what you pour your energy and things into and it just really setting that clear intention really helps them manifest and land in your reality more so that's just like a little year, yearly thing I tune into yeah um, so a monthly one one thing I love to do is tune into the moon cycles so I know you know a lot of you think oh the moon do 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 but you know we it's matter of fact yeah <laughs> it's it is. matter of fact and like the moon like look at the effects it has over our tides and oceans we are 70 percent water what's it doing to us you know and like i said before with the neutrino theory there is science if you need that for you to prove for the human mind that it's real but basically i feel it 
I know in my body it to be true. Mm-hmm. So what I do, and I've done this for a few years, I use the moons to really align with the energies. So full moons, which we have at least one every month, is really a time of heightened energy, but it really with the light it shines in aspects and on any of these shadow aspects of yourself that are often kept hidden so it brings up any triggers or old patterns or things that we're ready to let go of so over the over the full moon I will write down things I want to release and possibly do like a little burning ritual or just you know some sort of little thing to say okay I'm letting these out these aren't serving me I'm leaving these behind And that's creating all this beautiful new space for something better to enter. And then two weeks later, the new moon will roll in. And basically, this is a time to really tune into your desires, to what you want to co-create in the world and to plant these seeds of intentions for things you want to create and manifest. And it really helps align you with what we're here to do, where are we going and always aligns you with your purpose and like what's the next step for you? What do you want to call in? And I find, you know, if you set something at the start of the year, 90% chance, especially someone like me, like me, two months in, that's going to change. Like I'm always forever changing. And Mm -hmm. that's why I love, you know, tuning in at least twice a month to these beautiful events that occur naturally allows us to find these points that we can go, okay, how am I feeling now? What do I want now? It's, you know, and as we grow and evolve, that's going to change and allows us to continually evolve with ours and as our desires evolve and as we let go of more, you know, it's just that continual process of always becoming, you know, the best version of ourselves and allowing that natural cycle, that thing that's there for us to tune into to allow that process and be a reminder for that process to occur. Mm. You literally have 24 opportunities in a year, like 12 yes. to set intentions and create yes. and then 12 to like let go. Exactly. Like it, it just makes it like so much more empowering. It's so much more empowering. And then, yeah. And then also just as like a weekly thing I might do, I do have this beautiful journal called the Journey Maker Planner. Yeah, she gifted it to me. It's the fucking best thing ever. It's divine and I don't use it enough. But I'm inspired by the way Kia does. Oh. And it's by Nicole Cody and she brings one out every year. And it's a little bit different from your normal planner that it kind of has a bit of a feminine aspect to it as well, where it actually encourages you at the start of the, you know, to pull some Oracle cards and each week to sort of pull one as well. But what it really does is help you align with your inner world and tune into your intuition. So basically each week I'll carve out half an hour or an hour and just spend time filling this out. And it might be looking like pulling a card, choosing five to seven habits that I'd like to focus on. And, you know, I try to tick like some of them off a day, some days are better than others. We are human. And then, you know, I might say something I'm gratitude for. I'll write my to-do list. I'll have my planning for the week. And then each day I check in. I look at that diary and go, okay, and do my gratitude each day. And sort of just, just it just really helps me stay aligned and keep that disciplined structure that allows me to get into my creative essence, that allows me to flow, allows me to have fun and have joy because I know, okay, I can go into the week ready and primed because I'm set up and then I can just be ready to do it. Yeah, (laughs) and it is. It's like everything that you do and you teach, which is what they are, like you know they've it's proven that when you create that beautiful masculine container Mm -hmm. then the feminine can flow and have fun because it's like you know it's contained like if we have what i never had was like the feminine would be have fun and flow 
chaotically because yes. it had no fucking boundaries and no structure. And like, yes. it's, it's like when you do start off with that discipline and you can create it, which is like very much like your story. Like you started off with the discipline so, as a yeah. child and like you had all of that. And then that's what's like really helped you to then have your feminine and flow. Yes. 100%. And like you said, like I did start with such a discipline start to life and it did really help me get to where I need to be. However, there came a time in my life when, you know, I had the menstrual issues and things that I needed to slow down. And in society, like women, we, we're not, you know, we oftentimes try to keep up with the workforce and try to act like men. Mm-hmm. And biologically, we are different. So we don't have, you know, we're not designed to be the exact same of them. Men have a more circadian rhythm, so they have more of a 24-hour cyclic pattern. Women naturally over the month have different hormonal changes and we have more monthly cycles. We have 10 to 15 really days where we're really on and yang and ready to be out in the world a month. The rest is best spent with more introspection and going inwards and planning and listening to our intuition and creating. Mm. And I think just having to decondition from that and allow space for me to know okay I don't have to be on all the time I can slow down and still be productive and still get done what I want to you know what I need to do and you know even in my exercise that's one thing I used to be so disciplined with my exercise and be so hit focused and so you know I would run and do hit sessions and then always be pushing my body and then it took such you know, surrender for me to actually slow down and move my body in a way that feels good each day. And now, you know, I do more walks in nature. I do yoga and Kundalini yoga and Pilates. And each day, like, sorry, going back, I would have planned exercise for the week. You know, it was like that. Yeah. But but then, and then. I mean, I do that, let's be honest. Yeah. yeah, But oftentimes, like, I wouldn't do it. And then I would feel like, oh, you know, you feel guilty. But now I have this practice of I wake up each day and I go, how do I want to move today? And focus on intuitive movement. Mm -hmm. And then to really, as well, connecting with that feminine, what I had to do to really help me get that cycle back was. To, to these practices by just slipping more into my feminine and getting into the body and getting more into that juicy pleasure and that joy and oh so many beautiful rituals out there that I'd love to share one time but also for example when women do have their period they're so conditioned you know to keep working through it and to keep pushing mm. where mm-hmm. now I made it a rule of thumb like when I get it I promise myself at least two days that is me time Mm -hmm. that is time for myself to go inwards to meditate to feel into what my womb is releasing over the last month because through our blood we are shedding all that no longer serves us and it's so powerful you know to tune into that and it's often why we feel pain and discomfort because it's letting go of of trauma is letting go of these aches these wounds and these parts of us and we have this natural cleansing and purging that's such a beautiful thing that our body organically does each month and if we allow ourselves time to slow down and tune into our womb and the wisdom within i find the rest of that month runs so much smoother mm. so much more in flow i have so much more energy because i took the time to slow down and nourish my vessel mm. I couldn't agree more. And like that, I, out of everything you have taught me, every single practice, there has been so many. It is very enlightening. You have to work with Kia. I literally (laughs) could not ever 
refer anyone to anyone more. It's like just crazy the amount of things that you've taught me, but that is the most important. And it's been intentional shedding yes. over my period. And yes. I have my little uh, like moon cycle diary yes, and I yeah. like write in it and I like intentionally shed. And it's really interesting this month, I had a lot of abandonment come up and it was, it's easily my heaviest for sure. Yeah. Like of anything, like feeling like I deserve to be abandoned, blah, 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 blah. Every single memory came through. Couldn't go into that another time but <laughs> we won't go there but I basically I opened up like my period was coming in two days time and I was like what the fuck this is I cannot stop crying I'm in so much pain and I was like what did I shed like at the yes. start of the month and because obviously it's like that month you're kind of working <laughs> on that thing because I do it the day that I shed it was like abandonment Mm. and I was like and my mm. friend said to me it's almost like you got to be careful of what you're calling in I'm like yeah I know but it's like mm. it's so intuitive it just comes up I'm not like so what intuitive. would I like to release this month like it's so yeah. it's just intuitive how it comes through and like when I looked at that I was like wow this is like so mm. in tune yes I've manifested part yes. of this but like it's my body was asking and ready to release this and I'm oh. strong enough to go there now even though it's been the most fucking painful thing in my life and that was something you taught me intentionally shedding could not recommend to any woman enough because yeah. it is it brings in your period and then honoring that like doing a yin practice over that mm. time oh yeah and then release in like that is in instead of doing like going to the gym and stuff which has been proven like even gabby who does the most exercise i know she's like it's proven that it doesn't even like complement anything to do with your body you're just like yeah. basically running backwards like yeah. there's no point using the, that time to like dive into the yin practices that you might not have even wanted but like they're so mm fucking good for your body they complement like yin practices complement any of the yang practices i've done and like keep me in alignment so it's like yeah that has been one of the most powerful things you have taught me is intentional shedding so like couldn't recommend that enough but i think that that's what your page is going to be and that's what you're offering is all these services and these things that key is not just like do this do that she's doing it she's (laughs) fucking doing it i tell you that much and it's like that's what's so powerful about your mentorship it's like you're actually teaching people and you're doing it with them and you're like so honest and vulnerable about what you're going through each month like i said saying to you yesterday and you're like oh i just was shedding that today like to do with the full moon i'm like sis you're continuously doing it i love it and that gave me permission to go and do my own work yes. and i love it it's so inspiring so what like i know we did a kundalini activation on the weekend but just to like as we summarize it because we could talk for three hours and we're already at hour 40 so i want to jump into what offerings you have because we did a kundalini activation on the weekend you've been doing your sls circles which is the most powerful thing in the fucking world and now you have started this business and you've finally like gotten to the point where you're like okay cool I'm like so ready to reach in and have the space to hold space for other people and their healing so I want to know and let everyone know what your offerings are oh thank you beautiful it would be a pleasure so at the moment I am offering a different range of healing so I do do like an intuitive energy healing and these go for different lengths of time depending on what you're after and also neo-shamanic healings which is also like a deeper more elemental subconscious exploration of your inner world and can bring up some like inner child transmutation and can go really deep with that sort of stuff um i also do all sorts of human design readings um i am bringing out a one-on-one mentorship very soon which is basically 
you know, I, I, like you said, I've, I have so much scope in so many different areas. So that's just a space to come, someone to come forth and tell me what they need. And I can just guide them and help them give them the tools and the practices they need to truly help themselves and empower their journey. Um, also, I do love to run events with Sacred Lunar Souls. So we do do sound energy baths and we'll be doing them on the beach soon coming up. I also run retreats. So at the moment, I am part of the Cosmic Heart Ascension team. And also we are running a retreat in November on the 19th and 20th, which is just going to be amazing. It's a one night camping one under the stars and it's just like creating heaven on earth, baby, I'll tell you. So yeah, so there's there's definitely, you know, lots of ways to work with me. Um, But to find out more information, probably um, looking on my website goes a lot more in depth. And it's launching today, the website. Happy launch day, baby. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) So going on there um, or or even reaching out to me on Energetic Alchemy, um, that's probably, yeah, a really good place if you're unsure of how, you know, what you need or how to work with me or where to start on your journey, reach out and I can always just help you and guide you and have a chat really to see what would be best suited for your needs oh my god and you can honestly come to me for a testimonial on any single (laughs) avenue that kiki offers because i can tell you right now being her (laughs) guinea pig has been one of the biggest blessings of my life and yeah i'm just so like we have to wrap this up yes and i hate that because i'm like just like woo leaning in and so i hope that i've covered everything i'm sure we haven't i could have gone for three hours with kiki but like honestly guys like i Mm. when when I preach this woman, it's like, there's just so much to it. Like there's the fact that you just have this, you are so credible. You've come from a physio background, you know, your fucking shit and you have done every course under the sun. And these aren't like courses online that go for like two seconds. Kiki was spending her Sundays going up to places in Brisbane, like on the fucking train, you know, she embraces every part of it. And that's the other thing, like Kiki has made heaven on earth and Mm. it, it, and to create heaven on earth, which is a goal of mine as well. Like, I just want to be able to float through life and like, you know, but that, that you, it's not possible without doing the work. Yeah. It's not possible without this beautiful masculine divine structure that's yeah. holding space for the feminine to flow. Yeah. And like, you're fucking doing mm-hmm. it. And, and letting go as well. Letting go of all that does not serve you to oh, create yeah. space for this stuff. Yeah. And yeah. that comes with like feeling the depths of the yeah. agony. And I feel yeah. like, you know, you have done that and you've Thank led you. the way and like the way you've been able to be like, share your vulnerability of like, yeah, I was crying and screaming and holding my myself through that and I'm like whoa and then I've been able to it's given me permission that I'm not a fucking psycho if I do that like my mom has definitely walked past my bedroom recently and been like (laughs) what are you crying about I'm like leave me alone it's fine I'm up leveling I'm healing (laughs) I'm moving towards heaven on earth it's just downwards and then we're going back Back up up. sis but like you can't do it without that and like if you don't know where to start because Kia does hold her own space but that she's got that practice like I'm not expecting anyone to just go dive into her own shit hearing this like Mm. I can I do that for myself but Mm. I have done a lot of that with space held by Kia Mm -hmm. and that permission and I could not your investment of your money and your energy and your time to it to energetic alchemy and everything she has to offer like I just couldn't preach it enough like there's no (laughs) words it's an understatement of how much you have been a catalyst to my healing so I thank you so much for being here today I hope that I was able to offer you some space that you could share all of these offerings and I'm sure we didn't even get to enough of them, but like we will have you on again. And I'm just so fucking grateful for everything you've given me from the 
littered lit parties we've been to and yeah. the funnest times <laughs> in the world to you holding me as I just cry and scream and just like you're you're you know without judgment complete mm. compassion mm-hmm. and I feel so safe in your presence oh, so thank, thank you, you for up leveling me and like getting me to a place where I am today with like in my healing journey like I just mm. don't think I'd be here today and at all without your help so I'm so oh. so grateful sis thank oh, you thank you sister my whole body is like literally covered in goosebumps hearing that and my heart is like so open and I'm receiving all those beautiful words and I'm just so so grateful to have you in my life and to have this opportunity to connect and share this intimate and vulnerable parts of ourselves, and the hope that it will inspire and help others as well and for this opportunity to be here now and I love you and I thank you so much and I can't wait to be back <laughs> ah, okay guys happy launch day my beautiful <laughs> sis you. I'm with pleasure going to just point everyone in the direction of your website and I can't wait for everyone to get the healing that I have so thank you thank you thank you thank you all for listening and thank you my beautiful Kiki thank you bye Bye. Bye. if you made it this far congratulations you clearly learnt something had a little giggle or somewhat enjoyed yourself so do us a big juicy favour share this episode on your Instagram tag Sheila's and shenanigans and pop on over to Apple Podcasts to give us a five star rating and an extra delightful review thanks for tuning in until next time big love to all my party people